What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Force Sensitive. And today we have... Uh, I've never actually seen many of these creatures in real life, being as though uh, the kind of genres that I'm into. Uh, but I've heard they exist, like wild creatures out in the open. We have a lady with us today. Miss <laughs> <laughs> M- Chan, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You started... How's everything going with you? Everything's perfect. I mean, within reason. Like, you know, okay. just doing this uh just making my covid calls you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i hear i know that you started a podcast recently mm-hmm. and it is called uh something about uh cackling hens or something like that Am I right? yeah yeah <laughs> yeah something along something along those lines no talk yeah. about it talk about it uh total package podcast a uh, bunch of women just talking real stuff mm. nothing's off the table we're we're just we're just throwing it out there you know well, how we feel what we know what we like to laugh about telling bad jokes talking Beautiful. talking trash yeah <laughs> yeah I've, I've listened to uh, a handful of episodes it's been good i'm happy for you guys i think that that it's a unique voice do you know what i mean yeah i mean I've, I've had a lot of uh friends say you know they'd like to hear a female's opinion about this that or the other thing and you know and there we are and that's I'm waiting for when you get to circumcised versus uncircumcised because that's the one I really want to tune into. We we can get into that like next week even if you want to. <laughs> I mean, we we <laughs> I mean, for crying out loud, we started story time, so like right. after 9:30 we're we're reading books right. or excerpts from books or whatever, so it's you know. As a heads stuff. up, as a heads up to the listeners, if you are uncircumcised, please wash your dick before you call me. Yes. All right. Please. Me too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> Uh, everybody's perfect in your own special way. All right, so I'm anxious to get into this conversation. You are our second lady voice on here. Is that right, Gord? That's correct. So, nice. yeah, so uh, it's nice. It's nice to have some variety. Gord, how yeah. are you doing? I am doing fantastic. So uh, I spoke to Gord earlier be- before we kind of started rolling, and he was talking about how. Um, he was exhausted. He's been up all night. And I would never give away uh, what Gort does for a living, but he's been out there facing this in a manner of speaking and, and you know, been on a front line of sorts. And mm-hmm. so I was like, uh, I was like, oh, dude, work? And he was like, no, video games. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing, Gort? You're, you're not 12. <laughs> um, I mean, I could pretend. Sure. Now, yeah. Chan, the f- most fascinating thing about you that many people may not know is that you have a Wookiee in your pocket and you're happy to see people. Yes. Yes, I am. You're right. That is absolutely a correct (laughs) statement. So I'll say this is how I first became aware of you, uh, on the internet was that you had an Instagram or you still have the Instagram account. What is it? Is it Wookiee in the pocket? I, I recently changed the name. It's a little hard to, to get out. Whenever you're talking to somebody, like this is my Instagram, da, right. da, 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 da. right? So it's just Pocket Wookie, Pocket and uh, yeah, it's just I have to get back into that. Um, it's just pictures of of my three three quarter inch Chewbacca vintage. My, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hanging out with me, doing fun things, you know. I, kn- I know, chilling on chilling on the side of my coffee cup, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever's happening. <laughs> so, so tell me about your first memory of Star Wars. My first memory of Star Wars is probably the music itself. I, I was very small, so 
I think that's why anytime I hear, like if I'm having a panic attack or something like that, as we all have at times, I'll just put on a Star Wars, and you know, original trilogy Star Wars movie and just the music will bring me down in it to mm-hmm. a, a mm-hmm. calm place. So for me, my first memory is the music and it, it just makes me feel all happy inside every time I hear it. So that's, yeah, I, no. I guess the very first thing that i remember let me ask you a question which which is your favorite soundtrack Mm. that's a good question Mm -hmm. empire nice what are the standouts on there for you Hmm. imperial march obviously well yeah i mean that's i think that's kind of one of those things that makes me just smile huge for sure i think another one on there that i feel like is like super iconic that doesn't necessarily get the recognition or fanfare of a lot of the other ones but it is like the moment you hear it you know it is the the asteroid belt oh like yeah you know that one's real wild yeah yeah i like that one too that yeah um that's actually the perfect track to get you out of a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to follow the same route of travel mm-hmm. into a giant worm mouth. Right. Uh, yeah. What about you, Gort? Favorite soundtrack? Mm-hmm. Interesting enough, it may actually be episode two. Wow. Really? Very Which nice. is also not my favorite movie. Hmm. I find that <laughs> fascinating. That's my least favorite. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I might think Rise of Skywalker is worse. And I, and I mean worse relatively, right? Like, the, all the music is great. Mm-hmm. But um, the Rise of Skywalker might be... It's either Rise of Skywalker or Episode 2. Um, the thing that saves Episode 2 for me, I love the, the, the love theme, right? Across the stars. Yeah, and I, I and my one of my favorite pieces of Star Wars music, period, is when, uh, in Episode 2, at the end, when it, like it like goes on this journey through like the kind of clone theme into the imperial theme into mm-hmm. the love theme into the crescendo mm-hmm. like it's one of my favorite beats in in all of star wars music period um nice but it, it's uh it's a standout to me on that soundtrack in that regard um but so that's interesting to hear uh i think my favorite is revenge of the sith wow cool yeah i think i can listen to that one all the way through and like a Ooh. few a few of them Anakin's betrayal in particular mm-hmm. and uh Anakin's dark deeds are like super stand out to me definitely um but yeah the, I, like uh, the, the opening chorus on battle I think is uh yeah really good on there too it is like it is strong I agree and it's funny like uh <laughs> funny thing as I'm thinking here thinking about the sitting here thinking about the soundtracks rather is that uh the Last Jedi soundtrack plays out for me a lot like the Last Jedi movie, where the first half of it I'm kind of iffy on, but I love the entire back half of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the music. Mm-hmm. So you think you you know the music before you remember the films? Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. How old? What, what year were you born? Seventy-eight. Oh, okay. So you're in prime time. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember the first time you saw it? Uh, no, actually, I don't. I I know it sounds silly, but my mom was more of a Star Trek fan mm-hmm. than a Star Wars fan. So, well, I find that I, rem- I find that interesting because I know that your mom is like a big fantasy fan. Yeah, yeah, big time. And, and so to- I remember that more hmm. actually. Yeah. 
I mean, she did point up at the screen. That was probably one of the first movies I ever went to that I remember. Actually, it probably was the first movie I went to was the Star Trek movie Which... in, in 78. Oh, really? Like a baby? Yeah. Yeah. And wow. and she like and she told me my entire life and she said she's she's told a story where she's like I even t- I told you then and I tell you all the time that Spock was your real father and, <laughs> and I, I just feel it's very tortured but no, I'm kidding but she did say that she does like that's but that's more like that was more her vibe than Star Wars so Star Wars was more like that was something like my dad was into and then I watched with him and that was something we watched at home. That wasn't like a feature film going into theater kind of a thing. That was just something we would vibe into when we were together at home. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, mom was obsessed with Star Trek. So, you know how Star Wars fans and Star Trek fans are. There's like there's a big there's a big gap in between those two things. So, yes, I feel like the gap is wider for Star Wars fans than it is for Star Trek fans. Yeah, but I yeah. agree. Because like I remember the uh, you ever see the Trekkies um, documentary? Oh yeah, yep. I love it. It's fucking great, right? And I, I and yeah, I and I yeah. never feel like they're they're really exploiting those folks, you know? Like they, mm-hmm. you know, um, but like when you watch the interviews with those guys, a lot of those guys have like you'll see in the background if you look close enough a stormtrooper figure here or Darth right. Vader over there, you know. But I feel like a lot of Star Wars fans, if you go and interview them, you're not going to see shit about Star Trek, <laughs> you know, throughout anywhere. Right. Um, right. Which, I do, I do, like I do remember being obsessed with the with the Ewoks as mm-hmm. a young person. Like mm-hmm. that was a big thing for me, and I do have a vintage Ewok mask that I've had for forever, hmm. like eighty, eighty five, eighty six. So you don't have like a specific memory of watching them for the first time. They're they're kind no. of like always around in your yeah. in, in in your you know especially experiencing them with your father and stuff. Mm-hmm. Being as though your father was a fan and and mom was more of a Star Trek fan as a as a young lass, which did you prefer? I I preferred Star Wars. I mean, Star Trek's fine. I just I I was definitely more into Star Wars. Star Trek was a little more um, TV show, mm-hmm. old school TV show for me, like Lost in Space stuff like that. Like that was more Star Trek was more that for me. Like I would watch it that way. I I would I wasn't as into the movies. But Star Wars was definitely like an epic thing for me. It was like this beautiful, glorious, almost like religiously based. Mm-hmm. It was just beautiful. I loved it. I loved everything about it. I couldn't get enough of it. <laughs> Did you have any of the toys and stuff growing up or no? No, no. I mean, even though my mom was a a big time nerd, it was very much like these are girls toys. These are boys toys kind of a situation. Really? In my in my household, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Unfortunately, it's interesting just given the kind of vibe that was in the house. Obviously, you know, right, right. And my mom was a tomboy, so you would figure. But I think there was more like some pressure that she had three girls and wanted to wanted to prove that she could be that kind of a mom that could raise female children because she was a tomboy. She worked on a farm. She was a she was a you know a sci fi nerd. So. It was, you know, I can do like little girl's hair. I can be that mom, mm-hmm. you know, like that. That was a big thing for her, I think. So uh, buying Barbies and and doing that kind of thing was was super important to her, I think. Did that stuff speak to you at all? 
the girl things mm-hmm. like girly like barbies no. and no hmm. that's no. a bummer I was more like uh, uh, my sisters and I are all five years apart. So my youngest sister and I are 10 years apart, obviously, of course. Um, So I was more like uh, the construction person. Like they would want to play Barbies and I would build them a house out of whatever we could find. I'd build furniture out of like tissue boxes and, Hmm. you know. So I was more like the overseer and the construction person. I was... I was an artist, so I would draw. I wouldn't really play with toys much. Um, My mom took my Barbies away when I was five because I left them in the living room and I stopped playing with toys at that point. <laughs> I remember you telling me that story when you were here. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. It's there's a, there's a number of like like conflicting dynamics there. Uh, right. You know, yeah. Yeah. like paradoxes. Um. So, like, at what? So, what? Let me ask you this, just to get a, a background on like what was your favorite of those three films, the original three that you were growing up with, and kind of just knowingly around when i was young it was it was probably return of the jedi Mm. when i was young when i got a little older it was empire i think because of the emotion in it it connected with me more as i got older when i was a kid it was definitely you know like the furry guys and you had chewbacca and ewoks and it was all cute and fun and you know whatever right and the dancing at the end and everything was happy and fine and the story ended beautifully and da 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 da. But like, you know, it, it, that middle part in there, I think when I hit my teens, I was like, this is just, this catches me right, right in the, you know, yeah, in the feels as people say now. Yeah. No, I think that <clears throat> like, I, I, and I've said this before, I think that like Star Wars is one of those things that like, as you grow, you learn to appreciate different things about it. And it's kind of like the beauty of it is like. When you're a kid, it's all, you know, Ewoks and aliens and shooting people in bars and, right, right. you know, and, and then you get a little older and it's like, you know, you, you start maybe even approaching teenage years and thinking about cars or whatever. And then there's the pod race and the speeder bikes mm-hmm. and the, you know, whatever. And yeah, the X-Wings and all that stuff seems cool. And then as you like start to become an adult, like it's like the spiritual aspect and the family yes. aspect becomes like, yes. you know, it's like it's just I love that about it is that like it it, it is a, a jack of all trades, but it's also right. a master of them all in a way. Right. And right. it's a matter of the audience being able to keep keep up, you know, and yeah. I, lo- I love it. I love that about Same. it. Yep, what I about, completely um, agree. What about characters and stuff? Which one spoke to you aside from the the Ewoks, of course? Um, I I mean I've always been a huge Chewbacca fan, like mm-hmm. from from Jump. I just I enjoy how animated he is as a character. You mm-hmm. know how he says so much, but he doesn't really say anything. Right. <laughs> not you know, not in English anyway. Um, but I think. I don't know. I was always a Princess Leia fan, mm-hmm. big time. I, I guess, you know, a female character connecting to a female person. She was tough, but she was beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, there was all these, like, all these facets to her as a human being and that very much appealed to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I idolized her as a young girl. Mm-hmm. She was the mom I wanted, I guess, as a kid. You know, yeah. and, and Return, that's why Return of the Jedi got a little weird for me, but... <laughs> up, 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 <laughs> up until Return of the Jedi, she was the, you know, like, I thought she was beautiful. I thought she was a leader. I thought she was caring. I thought yeah. she was nurturing. I thought, she, you know, like, she was like all the things that I thought women were supposed to be. Same. Yeah. 
Yeah, she was tough. She didn't take shit. Yeah, she fought back. You know what I mean? Like she, but she was still soft and kind. You know, like there yep. was this lovely balance. Yeah, like she, you know, there is like a, you know, not that not that I'm the expert on creating characters, um, but I've, <laughs> I've created I've created a few in video games that have turned out all right, but, nice. um, but there is something that's like like beautifully constructed about how strong she is and how feminine she is. Right. And I, I think that's something else that I appreciate about the, the Lucas world, you know, mm-hmm. is that's how he creates his female characters to be like, that's, they're beautiful. They're strong. They're, they're a, a very good balance of everything that I think a female person wants to be right. Whether they admit it or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Know? Right. Like, uh, and their strength and all of that, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm, I'm a fan of oh, like, like you said, like, uh, Leia, Padme, all of those like yeah. lead yeah. female characters are all kind of constructed. They're all made of the same ingredients, right? Ahsoka, like yeah. all it's all, yeah, yeah, yeah for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. So, what did you? So you weren't really into the collecting aspect of it. You enjoyed no. the movies with your father, mm-hmm. and so did the did the dark times affect you in any real significant way? I don't know. Like, probably not. I I was... (laughs) So, let's see. When... What year did Clone... uh, What year did Episode 1 release? 99. So, I was... I graduated in 1996. Mm -hmm. And I was a very busy person after that. (laughs) Like, life just kind of came at me. Mm -hmm. Um I moved away from home just before I graduated. I was I was 17 and and I I don't know. I I started working full time at a warehouse, making really good money. I had my own place. Wow. And I just was I was really busy, you know. And the, and then I I ended up getting involved with people at that point in time in like 99, 2000 that that like Star Wars was something they made fun of like it wasn't an approved thing you know i was in unfortunately in a relationship with somebody that was like you're not you don't why do you want to go waste money watching that kind of shit and and somewhere inside myself i was like vibratingly angry that they were making that kind of a call because i wanted to go sit outside a theater for like (laughs) 24 hours in a tent waiting for tickets like i was that person i was like i want to (laughs) go you know yeah let's talk about that shit a bit like so, how oh, okay. was that? How was that? Like uh, you're you're in this circle, you know, uh, you know, like a little community of sorts, right? And mm-hmm. they obviously don't care for something that you love. And do you mm-hmm. are you vocal about about it, or are you just sort of keeping it under wraps? How do you navigate that as a young, as a relatively young person? Um. Well, let's just say that I was under thumb at that point. Um. I was so I think I was so used to my mother being in control of me that I allowed other people to do that whenever I was younger. Mm. And I was in a situation where I just kind of like put my head down and obeyed. You know what I mean? It's like, look, bitch, um, if you talk about Chewbacca one more time, I'll smack the dog shit out of you. I'm gonna smack the wolf <laughs> shit out of you. <laughs> it, <laughs> I I wish I would have been like more uh opinionated um when it came to that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. See, that was the nice thing about, you know, JD and I connecting uh a few years ago. It was one of those things where it was like I'm a, 
it's okay that I'm I'm a weird person because I am. I am an unusually odd like <laughs> I make weird noises. I'm I think farts are hilarious and I love <laughs> so much like pop culture nerd based things and everything like when we start first started talking it's like well I like this and I love that and it's like me too me too mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was like feeling a sense of acceptance and freedom right so 99 you're still mixed up with this with this crew of people yeah and they were they were very like it was more like outdoors things were important learning how to sustain yourself and gardening and and just was it like a uh, like a survivalist like a uh, crew like a uh... no it just I mean they're just they were just outdoors people you know they were people who lived in the middle of nowhere my family was from that area um, and I just you know I got caught back up in 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 the hillbilly lifestyle I guess you could say <laughs> taking, <laughs> taking apart tractors putting them back together that's right that's what people were doing mm. you know. And and other various things, and I just I I did I get got caught up in in living, living I guess off the land you could say. Wow. Yeah. I want to see a documentary on on that. <laughs> um. So did you know that episode one was coming out during that time? Yeah. Yeah. I was very excited about it, and and but it was one of those situations where financially I was in a place where I had to wait. Um, you had to sell. So some, you had to sell enough tomatoes. To get <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> yep. I was working on that moonshine just so I could make <laughs> um, How long was it before you had actually gotten to see the movie? Mm -hmm. It was probably two years after it was in the theater. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Unfortunately. So how did you get to see it? Were you were you out of that squad by then, or did you like uh... sneak it under the blankets? No, I think I think it was something I watched with my cousins, like. My 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 one younger cousin and I were both sort of like movie buffs and she sort of liked some Star Wars stuff. Definitely not as much as I was into it, but and and she was like 12 years younger than me. Well, mm -hmm. no, I'd say eight, eight or nine years younger than me. So the original trilogy wasn't something that she really was heavily familiar with, mm -hmm. but she liked it, you know, mm -hmm. so her and I would get together and. <clears throat> watch movies in the afternoons or whenever we had time, you know? Right. Uh, and, and that was when I watched it. I watched it with her. So and, I, I gotta, I gotta know how you felt about it. Cause like, you know, a lot of people, episode one for a lot of people, it's kind of on like a sliding scale where uh -huh. how they feel about it, walking out of the theater with the big lights and sounds and star yeah. Wars is back and glitz and glam and, and then slowly but surely kind of the shroud of the dark side starts to fall <laughs> on it, you know, and um, and then, you know, people start to kind of realize it's, you know, it, it's inherent flaws. Right. And, and then it affects right. how they see it. But you mm -hmm. having, you know, been two years behind that uh, mm -hmm. at all, possibly aware of how the reaction was within the ether and then sitting down and not watching it with the glitz, not watching it with the glam on a home video. Mm -hmm. How mm -hmm. do you feel about it watching it for the first time? I think I think that I was very focused on the characters in themselves. Like there was it wasn't as theatrical because I didn't see it in of course in the theater. So I I was very zeroed in on on the characters themselves. 
Right. And I, I, honestly, I I absolutely loved it. Nice. Uh, there were parts of there were parts of it that were sort of like, I, I like they caught me, and I I just kind of felt that Anakin emotion. You know, mm-hmm. like I felt like I you get to you I, if you really pay attention to it, you're not picking it apart. Mm-hmm. You you understand him really well. If you even understand child psychology at all, like you you look at it and you're like, oh, my gosh, like I see this so much, mm-hmm. you know, like I see what's going on here. Is there any beat that stands out to you with that? I'd love to hear that. Um, I, I think that I think the council part mm. where you know like he's standing in front of the council mm-hmm. and Qui-Gon is like you know I'm I'm I want to I want to teach him or whatever you know like how are, you want to say it verbatim again, right but right right I, I don't choose to but um and then he's standing there alone and he's saying that he's cold and like all this like that mm. is such an emotional pinpoint for me mm-hmm especially on a kid sense like if you really if you really pay attention to children if you spend time with them like i you know like you you can see the suffering in him hmm. at that point nice yeah i uh, so did you have uh, that's awesome that that it spoke to you in in that way um mm-hmm. did you, you did you have any uh were there any things that were there any parts of it that you were like man this doesn't feel like Star Wars, to as far as as I know it, you know. Um, I don't really think so because mm-hmm. like a lot of people hate the whole Jar Jar thing and all that, but like, it's just a strange alien creature, you know. Like this, this is, I mean, Star Wars does have odd alien creatures. I mean, that's part of what's fun about it. Mm-hmm. Um. And and I don't no I don't feel like any of it really bothered me I I actually really enjoyed the movie thoroughly. That's a beautiful thing. Nothing better yeah. than enjoying what you go to see or get to see on a home TV anyway. Um, yeah, I mean maybe it's because I didn't get like it wasn't like that blown up theatrical thing. Like mm-hmm. I was really it was really just very zeroed in. Like I'm watching it on TV. There wasn't even surround sound. Right, you know? like, a little just, humble viewing. Right. Um, did you, you ever seen the uh, the behind the scenes like documentary on making that movie? It was it's on the DVD. Um, yeah. There's this. Do you ever see like that part where they show the other kid that they were gonna cast? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> that she. Yeah. That's the type of shit that like keeps me up at night regarding George Lucas because I think George Lucas is a fucking lunatic, right? I, I love him and I think he's brilliant, <laughs> but I also think he's a complete lunatic. Mm-hmm. And um. That kid, to me, that that he passed on, that like knew Star mm-hmm. Wars in and out, and like had some dark to him, and like it's right. always one of those things where I'm like, man, like what could have been, you know? And yeah. I, I don't hate Jake Lloyd in that movie or anything, but um, when I watch those two, and I'm, I'm fuck, I've never fucking made a movie, Do you know? Well, I've made a few, if you know what I'm saying, but they're only for home viewing. But like, mm-hmm. but. but like you know, I've never, I've, I've, I've never made like a big multi-million-dollar f- film or whatever. But like when I look at those two uh, auditions, yeah. I, I, I'm like, what the, f- what the fuck is wrong with this man? You know, George right. Lucas. Right. Um. But yeah, I don't, I don't hate. I mean, you know, there's some stuff. There's some like cringy stuff in that film that that bothers me. 
Um, like what? Uh, are you an angel? Oh, um, that one, yeah, that's creepy. Uh, when when <laughs> when Jar Jar steps in the poop and goes icky icky poo, like you know, there's just like there's just like little beats, and I'm like, God, if they could have just shaved, you know, the sides of this down a little bit. Yeah. Um, it would have like been some language things. Yes, 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 yes. A lot of the dialogue <laughs> stuff because I like, like you know, and, and especially I don't know if you saw the uh, the behind the scenes of Mandalorian thing that they've been doing on Disney Plus. But like, mm-hmm. did you see the Filoni speech about the duel of the fates in that film? I I read yeah. about that, yeah. man, and I got I got I got to watch that. I need to sit down and watch that. But it was interesting what he was saying. Fucking amazing! And like. Now he's like, this is the brilliance of George. And in my head, I'm like, you might be shooting George some bail, but I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> you know, but I, I think that he, yeah. I think that he interpreted something from that that wasn't there. But the fact that he found it in there is what makes Filoni brilliant. Do you know what I mean? Right. right. Um, yeah. But like he goes, you know, the, uh, Gordy goes to this whole thing about how like the duel of the fates is the name of the song, but it's also the duel of the fates of where Anakin ends up. Yeah. You know, whether he ends up with mm-hmm. this father figure or whether he ends up with someone who feels obligated to train him and then ends up becoming more of a brother than the father that he actually needs. Mm-hmm. And it's I mean, like, I mean, it's making the hairs on my arm stand up like it's, yeah, you know, same. it's beautiful. Um, But I, I you know, and I like Padme. I love Qui-Gon. I, you know, I think that Qui-Gon's kind of universally loved. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I wish that Maul would have stuck around, you know, in uh, live action. Uh, yeah, same. I do, I agree with that. Yeah, so let me ask this then: You watched it at your cousin's, and two years after the fact, and the next film's getting ready to come out right around the corner for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you get to yeah, see that was, one in the theater at all, or are you still on no, lockdown? Actually, yeah, actually, I didn't get to see any of them in theater. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Your tomatoes were trash. <laughs> yes yes my tomatoes were trash they were, they were absolute trash uh life just life just kind of happens you know like you know mm-hmm. kids kids start coming into my life like things just get busy there's there's a lot going on i uh i i left that situation and i had to start my life over again as a single mom with my children in the midst of all that mm-hmm. you know and and you you focus you know when when you when you have your when your kids are a thing like you're not important the things that you love the things right. that you want are not a priority they're the priority and we lived a very humble life you know i right. was a i i was single and i was ready to mingle my- <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do a lot of that but <laughs> yeah sure sure <laughs> but anyway you were single continue i'm sorry yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, you know, just dealing with the kids stuff, letting mm-hmm. letting them do their thing, letting them learn what they want to learn and, and, you know, become the people that they are, are becoming. And mm-hmm. I, I just kind of put myself, uh, put myself on the back burner, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I would, I would pick through them as, and, and my dad was very close to me at that point too. So, um, so there again, he starts bringing those movies into my life more frequently like oh let's watch this again or let's watch this again and mm. then you know that's when the religious aspect the spiritual aspect of star wars really hit me was at that point in my life when dad's bringing this in after i go through all this mess and you know the kids are starting to grow up and i'm like i'm 
<laughs> of course I'm a girl. So I'm watching this stuff and it's like, it's all hitting me in this really crazy spiritual way. And I'm like crying watching star Wars as a, you know, being a girl. <laughs> well, and, I mean, shit, I cry watching star Wars too, but you're, uh, and you're building a family, you know, and, and, yeah. and yeah. star Wars, you know, in particular, uh, you know, the, the front six are very much about family. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, I mean, I get it. I get why that's just going to resonate a little different. You're, you're building a family, but your, your family is obviously having some struggles as well. You know, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing nearly as, as dark as, you know, your, your son destroying the universe, but you know, <laughs> a, a family, no, a family, no. a family struggle. Um, right. Right. that's going to cause, you know, you to relate to that material. I feel like, I mean, I, I think that a big part of why Star Wars resonates with me is because my family is so fucking dysfunctional, you know, like, <laughs> right, right. you know, I, I think that that's, yeah. a, that's a huge part of it. Um, so, so talk to me about seeing, uh, Attack of the Clones then. Do you remember seeing that for the first time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it with my dad and he, uh, he had surround sound and he's got like this. Oh, so now you're, now you're living the big life. Yeah. Now. Yeah, he he's loving his you know, electronics and stuff. So we've got all the sounds and and everything going on, and and I I actually I like that one too. I mean, I really don't I don't have a hated Star Wars movie. I don't have a whole lot like like you're saying about like certain language things or certain beats that are a little like eh. Yeah. But for the most part, as a whole, I really like that one as well. Yeah, no, you know. I, I, and, and, let, and let me clarify, I, I'm with you. Like, to me, Star Wars is like pizza. It's, it only tastes but so bad, you know? Like, <laughs> right, and, right. I, and I've also compared them to my kids. Like, they only d- mm-hmm. can disappoint me but so much. Like, right. they're still welcome home. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, But, like, a lot of people, uh, I I find, put episode two at the bottom of their list, you know, when they start listing their, their favorites. and um, And I understand why, but, like, that movie, I'm not nearly as critical of that movie as I am of, you know, for me personally, one and nine. Like, those are the ones that I struggle with the most, kind right. of. Okay. You know, but, like, two, I, like, I'm kind of down for the ride for two. And, and, yes, there's super cringy shit in that, too, because George Lucas doesn't understand how people communicate because he's a fucking lunatic. <laughs> but <laughs> right, see, it's, right, that, right. it's the cringe that really kills it, though. Yeah. It's not like that. Episode two is not World War story. And in fact, I'd say it's a better story than some of the other movies, but it's it's the cringe, it's the dialogue, it's the pacing. It just doesn't add up as in the way that it needed to. There's a like lot. It could have, it could have been more. I with no, a handful of tweaks. I agree. But there's a lot in that movie that like there's a lot of subtlety in that movie. And it's to be fair, it's when that motherfucker lets the character shut up that it ends up you know what i mean like 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 when um when yoda starts to realize that something's off with the chancellor you mm-hmm. know um mm-hmm. when uh anakin is talking to the jawas and the silhouette looks like vader yeah like yeah. there's a lot of really strong imagery and kind of you know beauty in that film but as soon as they start talking it's like <laughs> you know like he's holding me back and all, you know all that stuff right. and yeah it's, yeah that I mean, yeah. That's when you start getting the Anakin whine, the yes. crying, fussing, like, <laughs> yeah. why you, so, you know, why like you, temper tantrum. Why so fussy? Why so, right. <laughs> so it's kind of like funny to think. Because <laughs> like nobody thought about him that way prior to that movie. You know what I mean? And then like it, yeah. now it just seems like that's who Anakin was because you're just you've been beaten over the head with it so much. But like, you know, yeah. if I go if I went back and I told like my 10 year old self, I'd be like, look, I, I got to tell you something about this guy. 
<laughs> I know he's very scary yeah. and very intimidating, and it seems like he's just full of one-liners right now. But there's a time where you're going. There's a time in your life where you're going to see him throw something at the wall and say he's holding me back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you're going to struggle with that, but you'll get over I, it. Is what I, <laughs> is what I tell. <laughs> the, the other part of that that really throws me off is throughout that entire movie. Like I see Padme's face. And I keep thinking, honey, you're seeing them red flags. I know you are. Mm-hmm. Like you, like you just see her eyes as she's watching him, and you're like, "Yep, that's red flag number one." <laughs> you know, like just <laughs> yeah. And you know, a lot of and then there's some stuff like so like I think that sometimes people see the original trilogy with uh, you know rose colored glasses or whatever the expression is, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. there's cringy ass dialogue and terrible dialogue in those films as well. Um, <laughs> But like, so there's, there's like, to me, there's like cringe done right and cringe done wrong. It's like cute, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think that in in Star Wars, there's cute done right and cute done wrong. Like, I think that Star Wars, I think that Lucas intended for Jar Jar to be cute. Right. And it doesn't work. He's not cute, (laughs) you know, and and that's cute done wrong. But like, BB-8 is cute done right, you know? Right. And and like... I, I think that it, there's a there, there's a trade off to it, but I also think that like with the dialogue stuff, like that's not true, that's impossible. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's no, it's not different than you know, not no. just the men, but the women and the children too. They're animals, mm-hmm. and I slaughtered them like animals. Like yes, it's over the top. Yes, it's 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 turned up to eleven, but that's right. that is part of the DNA of this shit. That every now exactly. and then you got to turn up to eleven. Right, right, and most people, I think, forget that. Yeah, I agree, but and and because they don't hold the they don't hold the original trilogy to the same standard, they hold everything else to. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um, so what about uh, Revenge of the Sith? I love that one. Yeah, me too. I me love too. that one. Yeah. Um, it's great. It's how did, fine. Which, <laughs> <laughs> is is that how you feel about it, Gort? Do you feel like it's fine? No, no, I, I I do like that one a good bit, but I, and I, and I'll say it now again, I do pair it evenly with Episode One as far as the prequels go. Really, I, I actually really do enjoy Episode One quite a bit. No, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, where do you put Ben Quadneros on your character scale, one to ten? Uh, right below Odie Mandrell. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love got uh, those droids. They're funny. That meme where uh, <laughs> where uh, Ray is like, uh, she's like, "What's your name?" I'm Ray. Ray what? And she looks to the sky and sees the ghost of Ben Quadineros and says, "Ray Quadineros." <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, did I send you the one? Um, you know, guys, Batman's like beating up the dude. From Batman Begins, he goes like, he's like, who are you? He's like, I'm Batman. Batman who? <laughs> it looks up, the sees the ghost. Sees the oh, Batman no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so how was it, like, um, did you, and you didn't see that one in the theater either? Was no. it Was it your dad that showed you that one as well? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this, because I find this kind of fascinating, because uh, your dad loved the prequels? Yeah, yep, mm-hmm. Like what? What was it? like? So my dad also introduced me to Star Wars. Right, my dad was a big part. Like you know, I, we would build the X wings, and he would paint them with me, like the model kits, oh. and you know the whole thing. Yeah. But my dad, like, he <laughs> didn't want anything to do with those fucking movies. Like after he saw the first one, he was like, <laughs> "I think I'm good, bub." You know, like. <laughs> uh, but but but, did you and your dad ever talk about like? 
you know, the did you ever have that conversation, original versus prequel or, you know, whatever? I, no, no, because my dad, my dad's just somebody who really loves a good story. Like he he's the person that I watched like a lot of horror based movies with too like like uh like mary shelley's frankenstein and and with you know, de niro like, yeah that's, i love that shit that's great right yeah and and my, my dad was into that like he loved good storylines and he's constant he's that guy who contacts me he's like you gotta see this movie i just watched this movie you gotta check this out and it's like da da da. and he goes off about it i i hear you channing and you know i love you and respect you but Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and the Phantom Menace are not the same. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> they're not. But it's that same like dramatic story, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. the there's this character that's like uh you know, everybody hates him and then you know, there's just this this drama behind the storyline, you know, and my yeah. dad loves that. He loves a good like you know, you really got to get into it to understand what's happening mm-hmm. kind of a story, you know. My my uh I remember my dad asking me if uh Bob I, I had a hard time understanding is that frogman Jamaican? <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I had a very challenging time understanding a thing he said. Um <laughs> So but yeah, but he your your dad was just on board. Which I mean that's just fascinating to me. Like I because I also feel like mm-hmm. it's it's very rare that um Star Wars fans tend to love anything star wars as much as whatever star wars it is they grow up with right you know we we had andy on here recently and like his like he grew up like clone wars was his star wars you know and then he got into the Mm -hmm. movies later on but clone wars was what he grew up with and he loves all of star wars but everything for him has to meet the golden standard that is the clone wars you know and I feel well, like it's the same for a lot of original trilogy people, prequel trilogy people, and I feel like in 10 years we'll see it with sequel trilogy people, you know? Yeah, I can see that. But, I mean, Clone Wars is unreal. Like, yeah. it's it uh, that's that's setting the bar pretty pretty damn high, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's, uh, wow, yeah. Just, just, but just think about all those poor children now. Their Star Wars is the resistance. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hell of a standard. <laughs> I um, just can't. I can't. You can only go up. I'm yeah, with right. Chan. I'm with you. I can't. I like. I, I tried, and like. I just mm. don't have. Like. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to put all my my cards on the table. Go for it. If it's animated, mm-hmm. it needs to be nothing short of spectacular to really get right. my attention. And it, it, the resistance is not that to me. Mm-mm. Um. So like, for I may, I may be unfair. I may not be the best person to ask about it. But like, because I have this like, I can't be bothered. Like I have a hard time. Like I, I don't know. It's something in uh, something of it's something in my childhood. I guess that's lost that I would like to explore someday in in a, a more detailed conversation. But like, I need to see the fucking face. Like <laughs> I need to see your face. Like I need to see the emotion. I need to buy in and I have a, unless that shit is animated to the level that Clone Wars is or something similar or the story is, is, is that good? Like it's just so much that the material is asking me as a viewer personally to forgive in order to buy in, you know, and yeah. sometimes I deal better with, uh, than others with that. But, you know, I struggle. I struggle with a lot of anime 
uh, I think, you know, Joe and I have talked at nauseum about it, but like, um, <laughs> because like, I feel like it's like this, like, you know, it's like, you know, whatever, like I, I tripped and you've cut to the character. Ooh! It's like, it's like this, you know, it's like, I, I can't, that, that expression is not, I don't buy it. I don't believe you, you know, like, and I gotcha. need to, I need to buy in. Um, so Do yeah. you buy into the Clone Wars? Absolutely. Good. Cool. Right on. Absolutely. Like, uh, it took a while because I didn't care for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the movie in theaters? Because that would have been a little bit later on. No. The okay. cartoon movie? Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. Okay. No, I missed out on that. So, well, missed out might be a relative term, but I... I Bobby, s- <laughs> let me ask you quick. Yeah. Now... Now, I know you didn't care for the movie, but... Not one bit. When you had sat down to finally give the show a chance, how quickly did you get sucked into that? So, by the second season. So okay. At the time, um, and I would probably never allow something to, to burn that slow on me now, but at the time that I was watching it, I was doing a lot of uh, drawing. And I just put it on Netflix on a laptop and let it run. And I was just drawing, and it was just for something to listen to. It could have been anything, you know? Um, but because I love Star Wars like I do, I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. And then about halfway through, three quarters through the second season, I was like, this is changing. You know, what this is and how this is being done is changing. And then by the third season, I was pretty much signed on. Hmm. Yeah. When did you watch Clone Wars, Chan? I watched it with JD. Oh, okay, so much later on. Yeah, when when him and I that's that's what we did. That's how we hung out. He would come over to my house and I'd put I'd put my children to bed or they'd go to bed or however you want to put say that. And right. and he would we'd we'd eat, you know, chicken berries and french fries and sit there and watch watch Clone Wars. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's most most, most most people put their kids to bed to watch rated R films, but no, I get it. <laughs> 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 it was like three to four days a week. He would come over to my house, and that's what we would do. And there were there were some nights like I'd actually fall asleep watching it with him, and then you know we'd have to backtrack like two right. or three episodes the next day or whatever. Mm-hmm. My, it, yeah, my wife struggled with it. Like we watched it because the kids wanted to watch it, and we watched it over the course of like six months or whatever, like on family movie night or what have you. And she really struggled with it. Every now and then, she would find an arc that she kind of wanted to see through. Um, but she loved these past, like the last four episodes, like the Siege of Mandalore arc, like, mm-hmm. you know, like move, like, f- like visibly emotionally moved her, you know? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Um, which is, it's just bizarre to me on a number of levels. One that she, that it was so good that it did eventually grab her by the heart. You know what I mean? And two, that she'll have a harder time buying into that for some reason than she will like any Pixar movie. Do you know what I mean? Like she'd be like, oh yeah, this is fun to just sit down and watch. But like, well, let's watch Clone Wars. Like, oh, it's a fucking cartoon. It's like, well, yeah, so it's up. You were fucking jumping, <laughs> you know what I mean? You were jumping at the fucking, chomping at the bit to watch that thing. Um, But but yeah, so uh, did you just, did, were you watching this, uh, this last season of Clone Wars like week to week? Yeah, yeah, that, uh, of course, we we bought into Disney Plus yeah. right around the time Mandalorian was being released. So, right. Yep, definitely had to keep up with it. I felt 
<laughs> yeah, I will tell you, like, just personally, like, that is the most satisfying Star Wars I've seen in a very long time. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Ahsoka's probably, at this point, my favorite Star Wars character. <laughs> yeah, she's up there. There's no doubt about it. She's amazing. Um, So what did you think about the news of the Disney buyout when that was happening? I was I was actually a little put off by it. Talk about that. Slightly. Um, I don't know. I, I guess it's one of those things where I I get a little like, why does Disney have to own everything? You know, I, I was a big, you know, Muppets fan, of course. Right. Just, I mean, what don't they own at this point? Right. And I, I just, it doesn't feel like their heart is in creating anymore. And it's just a mass money-making industry at this point. Hmm. And I I think that that was one thing that I love about George Lucas is the fact that, yeah, he might be kind of crazy, but he's also very creative. Or completely and he puts, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> right. But he puts a lot of himself in these things, you know, mm. like you, you watch him create, like even from the very beginning, and it's... It's just something amazing. It's something beautiful. I mean, same goes for Jim Henson, you know, like just all these things. And and you watch the things you grew up and you love now be owned by a corporation because that's basically what Disney is now. They're no longer a creative entity. I don't feel hmm. that that they once were, you know. You know, it's interesting. Most of the people that we have on say that they were like optimistic about it, you know, which I do find surprising because I was as well, but only because I was like, well, that's it. it. I'll have Star Wars for the rest of my fucking life. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, I'll never face that dark age that I faced. I'll never have to face it again. Like, it, right. it's never going anywhere. Um, so I was excited about that. But I was surprised to hear that most people that we have had on have were also optimistic about it. Because right. I feel like it didn't match the memes and shit that were around at the time. <laughs> but I'll say this to your point is there is something wretched about the idea that George Lucas spent pretty much his entire career flipping the longest, strongest middle finger to Hollywood that he could mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. sold it to one of the biggest Hollywood machines. Right. Right. Like, there is something fucked about that. I agree. And now, I think you could make the argument that he had end up, ended up becoming a Hollywood machine by that point anyway. He he almost is Anakin, you know? Like, <laughs> right. he, he kind of becomes exactly what he fears. Right. Um, right. He, but, is, he is Vader. Yeah. But it was definitely an icing, like a, a cherry on top to, like, you know, I mean, he he's, like, the Director's Guild got in his shit and he was like fuck off uh fox got in his shit fuck off the actors yeah. guild got in his shit fuck off i don't give a fuck cut me out of all that shit i don't need your awards mm -hmm. i don't need you i don't need fucking shit from you people and then he, right and then he ended up selling it to you know <laughs> yeah right exactly yeah he exactly. even has that quote in one of his interviews he said he sold it to white slavers <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is probably which is probably which a is bit much wild you know, some some, some of these it, it some is. of these comparisons got to stop, right? Like, <laughs> the, like the like the Hitler thing, like so and so is Hitler. This person's Hitler. Like, look, if you haven't killed six million people, you're not Hitler, right? We got to right. start. We got to start relaxing with the comparisons. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, no. But yes, you could tell that he he knew he had done some dirty deed in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I feel like it was his last hurrah. I feel like he was giving a great big huge fuck you to somebody. Yeah. I don't know who, but it was somebody, you know, <laughs> somebody that wanted it, that he was like, nope, fuck you. And he just, you know. Maybe. Maybe. I, I'll, I'll never forget this interview with Samuel Jackson where they were like, uh, what do you think about it? And he's like, I think George got robbed. And he's mm. like, we well, sold it for $4 billion. And Samuel Jackson said, that's true. And he said, $4 billion is a lot of money. And Samuel Jackson said, to some. (laughs) 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 Which is one of the most gangster things I've ever heard in my life. I love that, man. Yeah, he's he's great. He's great. Um, But yeah, it is like, uh, there is something like, there's like, it kind of like echoes the the fucking films, right? There is something like tragically poetic about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But be that as it may, uh, we had more shit come. So what did you think about Force Awakens? Um So I watched I watched Force Awakens in my own home after um after I went through a pretty serious tragedy in my own life. Mm-hmm. And I was I I I had to pause the movie at one point. I was I was shook. I won't won't lie there. I was really, really pissed off. <laughs> Why? Oh, because uh, well, tell me. Because Han Solo died, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I lost my shit. I, I was really, really shook about that. I, I didn't, and that's the funny thing. Like, I didn't know anything about this. Like, I, I knew nothing. No leaks. No nothing. And and uh, I, I watched it for the first time, laying on my couch. And I was with my mother, which is funny. Um, and I did. I had to pause the movie. And I, I like I flipped out for about 15 minutes before I continued on and watched the rest of it. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I, so like I, I did know it was coming because of the leaks. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I know a fr- friend of mine like he, he didn't want to know. Right. So I've been hiding the right. leaks from him. And the day before. For you know, like I guess they had the premiere the night before, and then they had the the regular release that night. And somebody had taken a screenshot of Solo catching a blade through the chest and put it up as their Facebook profile <laughs> picture. Oh no! Um, and he was like, "What is this?" I remember, "Is this real?" <laughs> and I was like, "I I believe so." That's what the leaks say. Um, oh. but yeah, you know, so I I think that. I, I hear you. And Han Solo is my favorite fictional character of all time. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I, I wanted to be, I, I, it's, it's the only time in my life where I've wanted to be someone else. You know, like that feeling of like, I aspire to be what another person is through and through. Um, right, right. So like, you know, but at the same time, as soon as I heard he was coming back, I was like, there's no fucking way that he's, that he's not, fucking dying in this movie like because he's been wanting Han Solo to die since 1980 (laughs) so like because he didn't he didn't want to be in Return of the Jedi I know so I was like you know there's there's no way he makes it through this thing unscathed which I really don't understand but that's whatever anyway (laughs) no I'm with you and I think there's an argument to be made there with like so so I get his side of the story right that like he has fulfilled his arc like character wise, at least in the original trilogy, in the sequel mm-hmm. trilogy, he actually has another moment. But like, 
in the original trilogy, like he doesn't really have a whole lot to do character wise after Empire. Right, right. Per- yeah. So, okay. you know, I get it as like an artist and an actor, you know what I mean? That you're like, no, look, he, this character has fulfilled his role in moving the plot forward. It's time to let him go. I, I get it. But, I mean, I'm happy he stuck around. Don't get me wrong. Right. On the other side. But, but, go ahead. But Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's. Like, come on. <laughs> well, it's, see, it's, see, that's a good one to bring up because you have this series of movies, and even if people want to knock Return of the Jedi, which would have been his last appearance before he agreed to come back, I mean, look, you, you did three Indiana Jones, and then you came back for that fourth one? Right. Like, that was okay? And he wants to do a fifth one. I got to watch Star that Wars fourth is, one again. I got to watch that fourth Star one. Star Wars again. is just so killer for him. Yeah. He doesn't like the storyline, he's not into it. He doesn't oh. like the whole space. Thing. like he thinks it's dumb he never <laughs> liked it yeah but see it's not also it's also not the only space movie he's been in like he, he could have just chosen right. not to do things like that again yeah it's wild yeah and i mean it's like super i mean and, and it might be a little bit of like because this i do get right where like you know he's all he's never going to be anything but han solo except for maybe indiana jones do you know what i mean like Nobody is running up to Harrison Ford saying, "Dude, it's it's the guy from Air Force One." Right, right, yeah. You know, That's like exactly get off my plane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nobody's doing that. And 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 I and I so there's a part of me that understands when you do like a large body of work, but people only want one thing from you and you begin to resent that one thing. Right. Yeah. So I, I get that. Like, any time that I want to do anything that's not fucking Fans Toys G1 Masterpiece, I got to hear a whole fucking crowd of people telling me how it's a waste of their time to watch it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so then I yeah, begin up in, yeah. I, I end up resenting doing anything Transformers at all. You know what I mean? Like, it's when you're, when you feel like you're, and I, I'm just speculating, I'm, you know, for the sake of conversation, but you're contributing so much mm-hmm. in. People only want you to put the fucking black vest back on. I, right. I can see how you bet, man. Fuck that black vest. You know? Right. Yeah. That being said, he's only Han Solo to me. You know? And I'm in the same boat, <laughs> right? Like, I, he'll never be anything but Han Solo. He's not even Indiana Jones to me. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I remember watching Indiana Jones and saying, like, why the fuck is Solo not fucking having a gun on him? at this? That's, <laughs> he's got a stupid gun now. Who gave him the stupid gun? <laughs> right. Um... But yeah, so so I, I get it. But but so dealing with that and dealing with the loss of a beloved character, obviously to you, uh, how did it sit with you afterwards? It was all right. Yeah, like it. I mean, Ray's a fine character. Mm-hmm. I I don't feel that she fits the original Star Wars female process. Like as far as like she I, she doesn't resonate to me. As a strong female character, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, How she so? just doesn't. How so? I, 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 I don't know. She seems a little like it's very, like she's trying too hard to be a strong female character. Like it's not, it doesn't seem natural. You know, like In her performance. Yeah, maybe Leia just seems like a tough chick. You know, like she's just. She's not going to take crap. Mm-hmm. Even like in her expressions on her face, it's like, what the fuck? You know, like you can see her thinking that sometimes. That and might have been that, less acting on her part, though, because I don't think Carrie Fisher took much shit. 
I don't think so either. <laughs> but, I th- but I think that's why she fit the character so well. For why sure. she, For you sure. know. But then again, you know, like Padme was the same way. Like you could see the expressions on her face. Like, you know, I'm seeing these red flags or, you know, whatever. Like she was very, I don't know. I feel, I feel like, I don't know. Ray just did not connect to me hmm. as, as a female mm-hmm. character in these films. <laughs> Did at anybody all. in the new movie connect with you? That's a good question. Um, not not particularly. No, probably not. I mean, BB-8's great. <laughs> yeah, so, but you know, I I love all the droids. I mean, there's not one that I I don't like. You know, Chopper's my man. Um, but I I don't know. They just I, they're they're fine. Like I don't hate them. Mm-hmm. It's just. They don't. I. I don't feel truly a hundred percent connected to to them. Let me ask that question to Gort. Do, are, are there sequel characters that you connect to? No. Wow. I mean, that's telling, right? Like, you know, that's 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 a big miss. You know, to have yeah. to have three films and not have a character connect with people. You know, not one character. Um, no, I, I mean, I don't mind Kylo. Kylo's all right, but he's, you know, it. He seems like another whining in the beginning, especially like kind seven. of just like, well, like when the question's asked, like there's characters that I enjoy, and and I like Kylo Ren. I like Maz Kanata. I I like characters that are in these movies, but you know. Even Chewbacca, like, I mean, he's in that, but because he's not a new character, like, I feel like you can connect with a character like Chewbacca because you can see the emotion he goes through mm-hmm. in even Empire Strikes Back. Like, his buddies lost in the snow, you know, two of them. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're shutting the door. And you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't, yeah. You don't even get these moments where you get to f- feel with these characters. Well, I, I get it. So I connect to both Ray and Kylo. Uh, but Kylo probably more so. Right. Um, right. But I mean, I I connect to him. I think m- arguably more than any other character in Star Wars. That's not to say that he's my favorite character in Star Wars by any stretch. But I get the idea of living up to legacy. Mm. Like that speaks to me on a a really big, big scale, and I think that. In a way, I connect to that character because I I think he crumbled under that, and huh. I and I think it's easy to crumble under that, you know. And I, I I look at him and I think I could have been that in a, in a in a a broader you know in a less kind of consequential sense, you know. I'm not going to blow up an entire system, but uh, <laughs> but you know, like I, I it just it speaks to me. It like it really speaks to me, and and also wanting. Like I connect to the idea of feeling isolated and wanting to have a connection with someone, wanting someone to see your mission, you know, your goals, you know, to take that journey with you. Like I get that too. Like that really, really resonates with me. Um, but like, uh, I yeah. can I can understand that, but I, I, I don't know. I still don't. I don't necessarily 100% connect to him. I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. and I can I can feel that too. Like I can, but it it just doesn't. 
there's just no full connection there for me. Yeah, no, and I'm and, and trust me, I'm I'm I don't I didn't bring a briefcase, and I'm I'm not trying to sell you on it, but um, <laughs> but like uh, just you know, and to, for for Ray, I think I like I just I find her, I th- I think it's Daisy, I just find her. Or like in you know I've been outspoken about this from day one. Like I hate the direction that they took these characters in that last film, but mm-hmm. like I find her and her performance so bloody charming. Really? Like, yeah. Like I just think that like there's something about her that just she just feels like a sister to me, and I I, I don't know why that is. It's like uh, I I don't know I, I don't even know how to verbalize it, but I just find her character very endearing and very charming. I, I hate the, you know, the direction they took her in, in the final film and, um, and all right. that. But, uh, I don't blame, I don't think I blame her character or her for that. And, uh, same with Kylo to be fair. Um, huh. but yeah, and I think that there's a lot of like mirror stuff, like to me, like star Wars big on poetry and rhyming stanzas and all that kind of shit. And like, there's a lot with Kylo from nine to seven and then from, you know, eight to three. And like, there's a lot that I see in those characters that I'm like, man, like this is the, the, the pulse for me within star Wars. But, but to support both of your guys points, so many characters don't connect with me. Finn doesn't connect with me. Poe doesn't connect with mm-hmm. me. Like, and, and I like all these characters, much like you said, Gort, but I don't have that connection. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, relate to them in the same way. But, uh, right. But yeah. Uh, that, go ahead. I was just going to say that's, that's probably why I have, like, I, I love the movies, but they don't, they don't resonate the same way for me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really all it is. I'll watch them. Yeah. <laughs> And I, well, see, and I also think that like JJ and JJ and Ryan have a very different understanding of who Kylo is. Like I'll, mm-hmm. I'll say that as well. Like I don't think they view those characters the same way. I don't think JJ and Ryan view Hux the same way. Uh, yeah. And yeah. and I prefer JJ's view of Hux, but I much prefer Ryan's view of Kylo. And, nice. Uh, and there's like there's little beats, man. Like. When Ray and Kylo connect for the first time, and Ray is mm-hmm. in, immediately interested in why, why the fuck did you kill Han Solo? You know, like right, that's, right. And all Kylo is thinking about is how is this fucking power working, and how do I control it? Like he's like, he's like, can you see my environment? I can't see yours. Like you know, he's not worried mm-hmm. about anything mm-hmm. else but how to fucking get to the next step because he feels like he's this prodigy that never got to fully blossom. Right. Um. Anyway, I can go that's, on. That's one of the things that you had brought up. I remember after the movie had come out and watching it a second time, there's a lot going on in that movie. Like, it's all those moments. Like, I see that that's what makes The Last Jedi good. I agree. Mm-hmm. And despite anything anybody wants to say. Well, it's, it's and, more and so, of a, and some. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, something else I wanted to say, uh, you're talking about how they have a different understanding of Kylo Ren. I mean, they... <laughs> Dude, motherfucker moved his scar because you know that's how you know I'm taking it literal there, but right, right, like they're not on the same page. No, no, I agree. And and you know I've right back. And I was gonna hold out hope. You know what I mean? Like I, I wasn't gonna judge that until it was all said and done. You know, but now that it's said and done, it's like yeah, they they were not on the same page. You know. And and one more thing, like mm-hmm. 
them moving that scar, small retcon like that. People never seem to understand about, you know, the expanded universe and why, you know, a fan is going to get upset about stuff or how things in a book or otherwise might be canon, but it's not because it doesn't match up with something else. That, that's why. There it is. One thing in a movie changed, you know. Yeah. They don't care. It's, yeah. it's the little details. But, you know, that's where you got to give Lucas credit because he did care about those little things. Oh, for sure. It mattered to him. For sure. Um, but that's that's why he rides that fine line between madness and genius, you know, yeah. because he did pay attention to all those things. And he knew other people would, too. Like, yeah. there are people out there that pick these movies apart down to the very last detail. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and that's what makes them hold together is the fact that people can and they will. Well, he also I think that Lucas was smart enough, especially in the beginning, to surround himself with talented people in different arenas. Mm-hmm. You know, so he had his wife there that was doing a lot of dialogue stuff. You know, he took on different directors. He had co-writers. He had writers, you know, like right. he was smart enough to see that, like, you know, five heads might be stronger than one. Mm-hmm. But then when he had built his <laughs> throne of iron <laughs> for the fucking prequels <laughs> and you get to see the lunatic just run crazy, that's when you're like, OK, uh-huh. you know, maybe maybe it does take a village. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, so let's <laughs> let's move on to uh, Rogue One. How was that for you? I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved that movie so much. Did you connect with any of those characters? Yes. So yes. talk about it. which ones. Um. Let's see. I mean, well, while you're while you're thinking, I'll tell you that I I I don't know if connect is the right word, but K two S O just seems like. He's always been in Star Wars. This is just the first time we got the chance to see him. Right. Yeah. You know, the other word that's been used, resonate, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not quite the same as connect, but like they have a different impact on you with viewing the movie. K2SO is a perfect example. And honestly, like I'm not a huge Cassian fan, but like that was a guy who right off the bat, you know what he's all about mm-hmm. in his first scene. And that's why they did what they did. Like they, you know. The critique is they make the rebels the bad guys, but well, you know, this is war. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he can't be caught. He can't be compromised and he's willing to do what's necessary. And that plays into his character arc, you know, where he has to take the sniper shot. Right. I don't, I don't love that movie, but it does a lot of things right. And I also don't, I also (laughs) think that that's a theme that's been there the whole time that just people have wanted to ignore. And because of certain like social influences and shit now, like they want to take a stand on something, but like, Wars Not Make One Great is in the 80 film. Do you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. Clone Wars, they just had the, uh, I'm not sure that anyone wins in war. You know, Mm -hmm. like, these themes have been there the whole time. Like, like, so like, exposing, you know, the the darker side of what has to happen in order to win sometimes is like, I I mean, I love that shit. I love Rogue One to death, though. Yeah, I, I feel like Sharut and and Baze, Baze are, are the like that's that was my major connection right there. Hmm. Like I love Jyn Erso and all the other characters, but like those two, those two characters were like I, it made me feel like that that at home feeling with Star Wars. I was like, those are my dudes right there. I love these guys; yeah. they're so great. Yeah, I like that's a movie where I don't have. Um, there's not one character that I dislike. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I love Krennic. I love, right. you know, I love them. Like, 
it all works for me like on various various levels but um you know i love saw i love obviously mm-hmm. two tubes is the big star of that film that doesn't get enough credit right um you know it's so much of that really really works uh visually tonally uh, and i i fear that we'll never get a star wars film again that's that has that tone and i don't think all star wars should have that tone right hmm. but i i do like that it's available it's like um music in a way to me like like top 40 is usually not my cup of tea but i like that it's there and i like to sample some of that sometimes and i like to sample some of this indie stuff and some of this metal stuff and some of this you know like i like having a wide variety of options to choose from within my star wars Mm -hmm. and i can agree with that rogue one i think offers that darker side that like i do like having that option but it's like my Mm -hmm. kids my kids don't really give a shit about it right because it's not it's not fun in the same way so like you know i think the fun shit should exist and i think that this should exist but yeah i'm with you it helps complete the storyline to me having stuff like that to mix in. Yeah. Like it just, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's probably one of my personal favorites. And it, it, it reads different, right? Like it, 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 Mm -hmm. I love, I love stuff like that. I call it like the Jeff John stuff where like, you know, they take a little thing and extrapolate it so big that now when you go back and watch that little thing, that little thing means so much more now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Love it. And, and even like the very end of it, like you, you know it's coming, like mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but it still hits like that that surprising emotional level at the very end of the movie. You're like, damn it, you know, like yeah. you're just still hanging on to your breath, you know. And I also think it's beautiful that like most of those characters, would, probably with the exception of Sharut, because mm-hmm. he he kind of he kind of has already found his path by the time that movie picks up. Like he doesn't really mm-hmm. change. But Bay's everybody I else went with the force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> the like force is home with me, yeah. Everybody else kind of has a full arc in that movie. You mm-hmm. know, like they start somewhere out, they end somewhere, and it's sometimes it's subtle and sometimes it's in your face, but it's like it's kind of I mean it's a large cast of characters to go yeah. through that with, you know? Um all right, so we'll get to the drama. What about the last Jedi? I, I liked it. I did. Did you see I, that one in the theater? I liked it. Yeah. All actually, right. That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I I saw that one with JD actually. Nice. That, that was uh that was when when uh when everything kind of like turned back around for me and I was like, okay, okay, it's time it's time for me to let me out and 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 start doing this. So that was a uh, that was a big moment. I got my uh, my Boba Fett tattoo mm-hmm. that day, and then we went to the theater that night. Yep. So, what do you think you liked about it? Um, being as though it's such a like a controversial film. It is. It is, and it's like there are parts of it that I could, I, I'd be fine without. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Superman Leia part. Mm-hmm. I, I'm. I would be fine without that. Mm-hmm. Um. I would also be fine without the casino planet, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm you know, you. I agree. It, the rest of it, I think, is good. You know, I think I think that it hits all of those points that Star Wars 
does hit, you know, like that panic mode whenever they're trying to get away and they can't and harsh decisions have to be made. And it's, it, it just hits all of those nodes for me. You know what I mean? Even, even the part with Luke and, and Ray and the milk and like all that stuff that Mm -hmm. everybody's like, Oh, you know, it it hits those like (laughs) Yoda vibes for me Me with, with like Luke and Yoda, you know, like it's, it's weird, but it's necessary, I feel, mm-hmm. you know. And, and then, you know, Ray exploring that dark side path, you know, too. You know, I, I feel like it hit, it it directed us more mm-hmm. towards something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's unique in that trilogy because it's more character driven. Mm-hmm. Like it really focuses on Ray, Luke, Kylo, and it does that right. well. The stuff it doesn't focus on, it doesn't do as well. To be fair, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's like I think that's where I connected with Ray and Kylo was in that movie. Same, same. Like because this Kylo is very different than Seven Kylo. You know, we're absolutely Seven Kylo comes across very much like a tantrum. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and almost like parody in yeah. a way um, where this Kylo, you starts to make the tantrums make a little bit more sense to me, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. It's like he peeled back the layers of that onion, you know, to let you know yeah. why. And, um, you know, I'll forever be appreciative of that. But you also see this strength in him that you didn't see before like like something starts to come out in him where he seems much more like a leader mm-hmm. at this point and i feel like that's where i found my connection like the the seven he he seemed more like anakin in in two you mm-hmm. know like that whiny child mm-hmm. like annoying like this isn't fair you know whatever mm-hmm. but then here you get somebody who's stepping into more of a leadership role. He's not really fussing. There's no whining really, you know, he seems a little more controlled, you know, but there's also, I I agree with you. And I, but I also think there's like this, it's almost like a feeling of dread, almost like with him the entire time that like, it can always unravel. Like, like Mm -hmm. if you pull a little bit too hard on that string, he's going to take that shot at Leia. If you, if you, right. you know what I mean? Like the, the scene where he's like, uh, you know, trying to let old things die, blah, 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 you know, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, no, whatever. And he's like, you're still holding back. Like he's ready, uh-huh. he's ready to yeah. unravel yeah. again. Like, you know, he's, uh, when he goes down to face Luke and he's got his shit together, but then he realizes mm-hmm. he's been had and he just screams no, like a child, you know, like right. he's right. constantly ready to unravel. Like, uh, oh God, I can write my but fucking you, college thesis on this shit. But there is that dark side like there you see what the dark side does, what it is, you know, like that emotion level. Yeah. That unfair child mentality, you know, even with all that strength, you know, like you see where the dark side goes Mm -hmm. so much more here than before. I agree. You know, I agree. And 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 Ray just changes so much in this movie, too. Like that's. I don't know. It was a turning point for me with the the last three movies. Yeah, no, this I one was. I just saw this meme today uh, that had like a, a live, laugh, love sign hanging in a house, 
and then it had Kylo next to him going with like the Karen hair on top and it was and he was like and he was like more and then it shows like another, <laughs> it shows like another house with like gratitude live laugh love friends are forever all this shit like all over the place he's like more <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic uh, yeah it's pretty good um okay so let's move into solo i I loved Solo. I bawled like a bitch. Really? So, all right. Yeah. So, so, so that I'm curious about what because because I, I like Solo. I think it's fine, right? But like, one of my uh, issues with it is that I'm I don't it doesn't emotionally grab me the same way. So I'm very curious to hear where you bawled. Uh, the two the the Chewbacca moment, like when they it. met. When they met, <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. I'm a Chewbacca fan. In the you pit. Knew, you knew that was me too. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. Because I, I will yeah, say the one emotional beat I did have is when Chewie sat next to him in the Falcon for the first time. Where like he, mm-hmm. you know, that was the one bit I was like, okay, this feels fucking good. Yeah, it just like from the point they met on through, like I just cried like a bitch through the rest of the fucking movie. Like I was just, <laughs> I was a disaster. Like JD and I are in a theater, and I got tickets at at one of the nicer theaters that, around us that has like the reclining chairs, <laughs> and him and I are all curled up in the back of the theater, and I'm just crying <laughs> on his shoulder like fucking child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I loved it. And and I um, I'll tell you that movie ages better with for me than uh-huh. I thought it was going to. Uh, Good. <laughs> yeah. Like, the more I watch it, the the more I enjoy it. But I, uh-huh. I'm still not entirely sure if I wouldn't have enjoyed it more as a series. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, there's there's parts I really like. Like, I like the all the stuff with Infus Ness at the end. I like... Uh-huh. Well, two tubes, so there's that. So that's always going to hold some. <laughs> right, right. But, um, <laughs> you know, all the stuff on... Um, the mud planet like i kind of like that I, I like the 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 lando stuff with the cards uh-huh. and all that the, the, the gambling it's in uh, even some of the mining the kessel stuff i like it's i think the big drawback for me with that movie is that um much like you were talking about with seven is that i don't connect with voss and uh, yeah and like okay. star wars has this legacy with me of like villains that I have a heterosexual bromance with, you know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Dar- Darth Vader, Darth Maul, Krennic, uh, Kylo, right. Snoke. Like I love all of these villains and Boba Fett, whatever the case may be. And then all of a sudden I get Voss and I'm like, you just yeah. didn't want to wear a fancy suit cause you're tired of looking like a red robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was an odd character. I didn't, I didn't like Kira in the beginning either. Mm. Like I liked her towards the end, but mm. you know the the first part of the movie, I was like, eh. eh. It's just a little flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, but the, but it, the it most interesting up, thing about you know? her is that she's a criminal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's like <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But continue. I'm sorry, I cut you off there. Oh no, no, you're fine. I I was just I I feel like you know as the movie progressed, it got it got better. You mm-hmm. know, and and then the end of that movie I got chills, you know, you get you get a little little Darth Maul there at the tail end. And How did you like, know it was Darth Maul? Ooh. Was it because he turned on his lightsaber? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> no. always like, I'm always like, what would I do? Like if I was like 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 I'm like talking on the phone with somebody and like and I'm like, I just cock my gun for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> um but I mean I'm cool with it. I'm always down to see Maul. I'm always down to see the lightsaber. I yeah. wonder, you know, uh, 
Maul is a much more, you know, post-Clone Wars, post-Rebels. In Rebels, I, I might make the argument that Rebels did more for Maul than it did for any other character. Mm. But, like, Maul ends up becoming a very dynamic character in, in Star yeah. Wars as a result of the, a lot of the add-on shit. Mm-hmm. I think there's talk of a a, a show where they're going to explore Crimson Dawn a bit more. Have you heard this, Gort? Uh, no, I have not. I think I've heard that. Uh, but I hear so that much. Be, that would be great. Yeah. We, you got, we got to get to the directors first. We got to fire three, hire four, and then we'll, we'll get to it. But, um, <laughs> right. but I yeah. just, I think he's just let, let Favreau run with stuff. Like, See, just, I'm, I'm not sure I agree. <laughs> I'm not sure I agree. I'm okay with Filoni. No. You can put Filoni in that spot and mm-hmm. I'll, and I'll take it. I'm not sure if Favreau is what I want for for I, all of Star Wars. I don't know. I like what he's doing with the Mandalorian. I, I like the fact that he's done sort of like a Lucas thing where he's brought more minds into the situation to collaborate with. And I enjoy that. So we're going to get... I got an idea. Yeah. What if the Cassian show had the Crimson Dawn stuff built into it? Because it would be a prequel to Rogue One. It could be distanced enough that Maul would still be alive for that. Yeah, and it would tie it to Solo. That would be cool. Hmm. It would tie Rogue One to Solo. Yeah. Which would be yeah. interesting. Let's get through I, I want to get into The Mandalorian with you, but um, because I don't think that we agree there. But, like, um, move into Rise of Skywalker, which is another one that we didn't agree on. I loved it. Correct. I did. I remember cool. having a, uh, the doing the Realm show with you shortly after and it was mm. it was definitely you and I that were like completely on the opposite sides of the spectrum <laughs> right. of, how we, of how we see that movie. Yeah. Um, Chan, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Was sure. JJ with Episode Nine? Was JJ fighting what we hate or saving what we love? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't know if I have an answer to that question. <laughs> Maybe we should ask JJ. Yeah, I think he was. I uh, think... He he doesn't know. Kathleen might have to tell him. Oh, oh, okay. I think he was fighting what they hate and saving what they love. Mm. Um, and the they's are variable dependent upon the situation. Um, <laughs> so tell me why you love it. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it's more the uh, the growth of the characters. I, I love the way that everybody sort of like finished out throughout the movie. You know, I, I'm I'm glad... <laughs> This probably sounds terrible, but I'm glad that Kylo turned back around. I am. No, me like, too. That just, me too. That made me feel good at the end of the movie. Um, and and I just like the person that Ray turned into. You know, I'm not. I don't know how I feel about her being Palpatine's granddaughter, but Same. I mean, it. I can see where the dark side influence came from, and where her strength to stay away from that is impressive. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, That's a hot take. I like that. I, I, I don't know. I just feel like the growth of the characters really uh, appealed to me at the end of that. The, I'll, I'll the say, Skywalker saga. I'll say to your point, I think that Kylo has the most believable flip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think that that was like, like you always sense the struggle. Like, whereas mm-hmm. you don't sense enough, I feel like you can make the argument that you don't sense enough darkness in Anakin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, conversely, you don't sense enough light 
in Vader. Right. But Kylo, you get that he's torn the entire mm-hmm. three films. Like he can't commit. Right. So uh, and I, that I'm on board Adam with. Driver is just an amazing actor. Absolutely. Just, crazy. Well, you know, it's another good thing that I don't, I don't think that people talk about as much, but like these three films, I think that they're probably the best shot and acted Star Wars films available. Hmm. Like they're interesting. They're all beautiful. And mm-hmm. all of the acting is fucking stellar. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no like shit performances. No, absolutely not. Um, so I agree with you there as well. But, you know, and, and even that one, like <clears throat> I've I've watched it now on Disney Plus, and uh, which makes it my third time. And I, I I need to watch it again, but more so for research. But mm-hmm. the that I'm on bored with that movie for so long and then it just takes a hard left turn and it's like it it's it's not a sedan right it's a fucking <laughs> it's a fucking tractor trailer because it's carrying 30 years or 40 years of history with it right and when it takes I, that yeah. hard left that fucking jackknife that happens to my soul is just so where oh, yeah. where does it do that for uh, you when so when uh, Ray faces Palpatine, hmm. that's when it really kicks into high gear. Why? Because, all right. So my issues with that movie is entirely from that point forward. Um, mm-hmm. I have other small complaints, but they're, but I but they're very similar to small complaints I have with every Star Wars movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't I don't like that we got rid of Rose, who is a character that does tech and rides space horses and replaced her with Jana, a character that does tech and rides space horses. Do you know what I mean? Right. L- little, right little, yeah. little stuff like that, but, but nowhere near a deal breaker for me. You know what I mean? Right. When the, when the Exegol scene happens, first of all, all the interior stuff inside the temple is dark as fuck. I have a hard time mm-hmm. making out any of it. Um, I feel like the old man is just, it's, it's too dark and I'm confused. And like, uh, <laughs> so why, why is this movie so loud? Turn it down. Um, it, it, <laughs> so, so, so there's that just on an aesthetic level. The, the, mm-hmm. the space battle is, has the biggest potential, but it's arguably the worst. Mm. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's just sort of ships flying around and it's not a whole lot of like, it's not like you can really sink your teeth into what's actually happening. Like on, you know, uh, the Rogue One space battle is fantastic. The Episode Six space battle is fantastic. Uh, Revenge mm-hmm. of the Sith space battle is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, where this one is just kind of like, well, we know what people like ships flying. I feel like it's what the 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 Episode Four space battle could have been had Lucas not modeled it right after the World War Two footage. Do you know what I mean? Mm, right. Um, so there's that. There's also all that whole attack that goes on in the desk on the Star Destroyers that people are like, well, why don't they just turn the Star Destroyer 45 degrees and be done with it? And like, that's a hard one to not. That's <laughs> a hard one to not see once, once you've seen it. Um, but then it's you know it's Kylo coming down. You know he gets uh, he fights the Knights of Ren. The Knights of Ren just know he's inherently good for some reason. We're not sure how. Maybe it's the turtleneck. Not exactly sure what it is. Like bad guys wear robes, good guys wear turtlenecks. Not sure what it is, but he knows. <laughs> um, I don't. I, even the little like shrug he gives after he pulls the Art, lights. Um, 
Bobby, are the Knights of Ren Force sensitive? So I don't know. I haven't read the comic. Have you read the comic? Not yet. Yeah, I was I, waiting for the, the the trade. Well, I was waiting for it to finish up, but I, I think it's actually the yeah. last issue is on hold right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I want to read the comic because I am interested in it, but uh, but you know, so let's. But I'm going to assume just from the material that I have on screen that they aren't. Um, hmm. and like the shrug he gives, like which is like a solo shrug, and I kind of like that, but I. I don't feel like it's entirely earned yet. And this is coming right off of when he jumps over to that thing and goes, ouch. It's just like, God damn it, dude. Why the <laughs> fuck are we doing this? And then um, <laughs> then he shows up to fight Palpatine, right? And it's him and Ray against Palpatine. And at this point, I'm still kind of like, I, I, I've definitely hit the left, but I got control of my trailer. I got like, I, I can maneuver out of this. I'm going to turn into the, turn into the curve, turn into the curve. And then Palpatine says you know, what a lovely pit. It'd be a shame if someone threw you into it. And he pushes Ben Solo down into the pit. <laughs> and then Solo's just gone. For the rest of the fucking movie, he's just gone. And then, or the fight, rather. And then Ray uh, has a moment of clarity. She makes the uh, the lightsabers into an X. DMX's X, go and give it to you, starts playing. At least in my head, it does. <laughs> and, and, and then she walks up and kills Palpatine <laughs> with, an X, with an X lightsaber shield. And like, None of it works for me. And then she somehow is hurt by that also. So she falls and then uh, Ben climbs up out of the pit. Pretty convenient. You know what I mean? And he's like, what, in, my, in my head, he's like peeking over like, no, 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 no. And then Palpatine dies. He's like, all right, now's a good time. Cl- climbs up out of, the, um, <laughs> out of the pit. They have this kiss that then in the novel is not really a kiss. It's like something else. And he gives life force, life force, he dies, she lives, the Palpatines live on forever, and the Solo Skywalker line is fucking finished. And, like, I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and that's why that movie is so hard to deal with for me, the, the last 20 minutes. It's just, like, hmm. it's it's borderline unwatchable, which is the only Star Wars I feel that way about. Like, as soon as as soon as Kylo lands on Exegol, I want to turn it off, turn to the point where they're all celebrating on that jungle planet that looks like Yavin, and they're given mm-hmm. a good hug. I like the hug between Ray, Finn, and Poe. I like it. Feels right. good to me. Not sure why. I don't know if they totally earned it, but I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and then I want to turn it off before she goes buries the lightsabers, or she could even go bury the lightsabers and then turn her lightsaber on, and then I want to turn it off. I don't want. I don't like the Ray, Ray Skywalker bit, and I don't like any of the way they handled the Solo Skywalker line mm. for a for a saga that, to me, at its heart, is about family. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I guess it still is about family. It's just in my my point of view uh, was that now it seems more about the Palpatine family than it does about. I don't know because she doesn't want to be a Palpatine. I think that's why, like her saying. Ray Skywalker is is kind of interesting to me because she it's like she's turning that part of her off, you know. Yeah, and I, and I get you it. Know, and she and I mean t- to be perfectly honest, she is an orphan to to whatever degree. Finding out that her biological family, her grandfather was like the evilest person in existence, you know. So it's like she made a choice. Yeah. You no, know, I get, I, and I and I get that. I think that like, uh, there. I think there's a, a there was a Rick and Morty meme I read that fucked my head up too, where it was about like, uh, 
like like now um like if you think about it palpatine has the ultimate win because like he ends up destroying the skywalker solo line and then his granddaughter ends up inheriting their name and like like now like the skywalker solo line is actually the palpatine line like it's like he takes over it's just the same way he took over the senate <laughs> like he like, takes over the <laughs> oh man um that's rough that's yeah. rough so, but but I've always been because um, there have been a number of people that have really liked that film, like and and I I think it's not not to put words in your mouth, right, and not to speak for you, but for a general okay. audience, I think that it's fun. I think it's a fun movie, and I think that a lot of people respond to that, and 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 so do I. I like I'm not I'm not anti fun. I don't I I've, mean, nev- yeah. I've never straightened a slinky. Um, <laughs> I, I think for me, it's just, it's more operatic, you know, like old school opera type, like, uh, rhythm to it, mm-hmm. you know, um, where the good guy wins, but it's not the good guy you want to win. You know, it's, it's still that, that level of, of, I guess, drama that opera would have, mm-hmm. but it, it I don't know. I think on that level is why it appeals to me and why I love it so much. It's mm-hmm. it's all these like hard decisions. It's you know that level of darkness, but it's overcome. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, I don't know. It it, it definitely. Uh, I I walked away with all the good feels. You know, I I, li- I liked it. I, I liked it a lot better. You know than. Then I feel like it didn't have all the weird random stuff in the middle of it that was unnecessary. Mm. You know, I, I feel like it flowed through well. Mm. You know, I feel like rhythmically. I feel like, I feel like it it starts to. I, I feel like the the beginning of it's a little choppy. Um, which it doesn't bother me, but like it feels choppy the same way that the beginning of Rogue One feels a little choppy. Like we're here, then we're here, mm-hmm. then we're there, then we're here, then we're there, then we're here, and now we can settle into the plot. You know, mm. like. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I don't hold that against it, but I, I, I would say that I, I'm not sure that I agree with the flow of it until it finds its rhythm, you know, and, and then I think it does, but, um, I'm envious, you know, don't get me, don't get me wrong. Like for a minute, like I'm, I'm not one of those guys that's, that's, you know, thinks my opinion is right and yours is wrong. Like, I think that, <laughs> I think that my opinion is mine and yours is yours, but I'll forever Absolutely. be envious of yours. Do you know what I mean? I bet. Fuck. Why mm-hmm. can't I feel this way about this thing the way she does? You know, like a level of satisfaction, feeling happy with the completeness of it. Yes. I feel like if you look at all three movies in that way, like, yeah, okay, take out the bits you may not like so much, the verbiage or like, you know, the casino planet or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you just watch the flow of the characters as they age and change. Mm -hmm. It it sort of. I don't know. It it makes it more appealing. That's a good point. So I, I will concede this. I think the sequel trilogy is a better trilogy than it. I think it does more for the trilogy than it does for the saga. Right. Right. I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. That's a good common ground. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, all right. So let's move on to rebels real quick. Cause I know that you're a fan. You came to my house in a hair outfit. That was well done. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I lo- I do love rebels. Yeah, it's fucking good. Um, did you- I-, I didn't like it at first. I won't lie. I didn't like it at first. Okay. So why? Um, because the stormtroopers look fucking ridiculous. That too. <laughs> I hate the way the fucking stormtroopers look in that show. I fucking hate it. It's like bobbleheads. <laughs> yes. 
It, it's just it, like the animation kind of threw me off a little bit. It's mm. a little too Disney for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was like, eh. Like uh, JD and I started watching it together, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. He's like, just give it a chance. Just give it a chance. I'm like, uh, uh, all right, all right. Uh, like the Ezra's character bothered me in the beginning. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, it yeah. it is very much Disney Aladdin. Like it, the whole thing. Like. He's a street rat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that first episode threw me. I was like, I, I don't know if I can do this right now. I don't, I don't know. God damn it, Disney. <laughs> you know, like, right. why did you have to buy this franchise? Um, <clears throat> but it warmed up on me. Like, it definitely did. I, I like Sabine as a character. I think she's mm-hmm. amazing. I love the fact that she's a Mandalorian and, and mm-hmm. just such a creative person. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. Um, Kanan's a great character. I think that as the series goes on, I like it more and more mm-hmm. because it it's not so like Disney movie anymore. Gummy. It's yeah, yeah. yeah it, I agree. Gets, it gets a little dark side, it gets a little creepy, it gets a little weird. You get a little mall in there and, mm. and it it definitely gets very colorful as it continues on. Favorite episode? Does one mm. come to mind? Uh, not I, specifically, okay. no, not I, off the top of my head. I only ask because in Clone Wars, a favorite episode doesn't come to my mind. But in Rebels, one does. And that's oh. when Ahsoka and Anakin, you know, or Vader square mm-hmm. off. Like, that's something, that's a big moment for me. Yeah. As a fan, anyway. Um, but yeah, I no, I agree. That. I agree with huh. your take, generally. I, I, I like a lot of the like the Ezra stuff as far as like um like him being able to understand things that no one else can mm-hmm. you know like the uh the father and the the daughter and the son what the what are their names my brain just went blank um and and the cave and trying to find the entrance yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that sequence like that whole uh, I like Ezra as he got older, you know, like cut his hair off. He's no longer a street rat. Like, <laughs> you know, like his, you his know, advancement and growth. I think in a way it kind of mirrors Clone Wars a bit in that it it does take a little bit f- for you to make the commitment to it. At least for me anyway. Like season one of Clone Wars is kind of like, all right, let's get through this so we can get to season two and three. Um, Agreed. And I kind of yeah. feel that way about Rebels. Like once you get into season two with Ahsoka and then three and the Thrawn and then you're kind of off to the races with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's move on then because I think we're going to butt heads here a bit too to um, uh, to Favreau's Mandalorian. Mm, and and yeah. so, so I just want to say this as a precursor. Much Much like Rogue One, right? I think that I said something harsh recently in a <laughs> in, in a show uh, about Nuh-uh. about the Mandalorian. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that it is important for things like the Mandalorian to exist in Star Wars. <laughs> I like that it exists. I like that you can go and tap into that well whenever you want to. My mm-hmm. my issue with talking about it with big fans of that show is when they start saying things like, the best thing in Star Wars since 83. Mm, No, I don't agree with that. So that's where I start to kind of buck against the system a little bit. (laughs) Right, I I could see that. (laughs) Um, Because I I think it's fun. I think it's Mm -hmm. 
overall, it's fine. I think that the first three episodes and the last two episodes are great. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also very simple. And I think it's good to have simple available. But mm-hmm. I don't think that simple is the backbone of this franchise. Okay. Now, give me your hot take. Boy, I don't really know where to start after that. <laughs> no, you, well, tell me, tell me what you love about it because you love it. You, 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 you said that Favreau, uh, you're okay with giving it to Favreau. Um, so, so what do you love? I, the whole everything. I'm not like the the whole baby Yoda thing. Like everybody kind of drives me nuts about that. Like I'm kind of over that. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a little overemphasized. Um, but you don't like chicky nuggies. I, I'm not interested <laughs> in the chicky nuggies. <laughs> no, no. I do think it's hilarious when he pops up with and he's just standing there sipping the soup. Like that's that's pretty hilarious. Um, if they're from Chick Fil A, I'm down for the chicky nuggies. Just <laughs> um. Yeah. I I don't know. I love the whole vibe of it. Every I don't there's not much about it that I don't like. I'm I'm not I'm not really sure how to how to express it. Like I love the the music, the vibe behind it. Mm-hmm. Um Do you connect to characters on that show? Absolutely. Like yeah, I mean Who? You know, the Mandalorian himself. Like that's it's a pretty amazing character, the the orphan, the being taken in by basically a, a military group on some level. Um, you know, weapons are my religion kind of a thing. Because um, that's another problem that I have with the show is that I don't, that, I don't connect to characters in that show. Um, I don't, I, I don't, there's not enough there for me yet, except the one I think that has the most potential for me is Cara Dune. Uh, yeah, she, that's a great character. And, and only I, it's, it's the part that interests me is the fact that, like, you know, she's a she's a warrior with no war to fight, and that I find interesting. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. curious about, you know, what does that person do? The person that goes from being a a warrior to a security guard, and then has to abandon that because it's not fulfilling. You know, like, right? Um, yeah. She's one that I think has potential, but I haven't like I like all the characters just fine the same way that I like m- most all Star Wars characters just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say this a lot too that like this one thing unique to me about Star Wars and Transformers is that it's very rare that I come across a character I don't like. You know, like I, I'm not crazy about Jar Jar. I'm not crazy about Wheelie, but I kind of like the rest of them just fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, go ahead. I, I just I, I think that like perhaps the the bad part about it is that you know every episode you get a different group of characters and and you can't directly connect with them on a long term basis you know mm-hmm. like the episode with Bill Burr like those people were there and then they're gone like on to the next episode right so each episode is almost like its own mini movie kind of a thing so if if you can't i feel that way about the the middle three four five and six i feel that way about um okay but but like one two three seven and eight are kind of like that's the story of it right like Mm -hmm. um but four five and six to be fair is what killed it for me not killed it because i think it's a fine show but it's what took it from like a nine ten show for me to like a seven show for me um Hmm. and and bill burr aside because that's my spirit animal 
Um, right. <laughs> but but uh, aside from Bill Burr, like, like I'm not crazy about that episode. I'm not crazy about the one in Mos Eisley, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and all that. But I, uh, but I I get it. Like I get why people take to it. Right. Like I get the Western vibe, the gunslinger. It's it's kind of like, and I haven't seen it yet. I'm gonna watch it this weekend. But it's kind of like John Wick. We're like, oh. wait, 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 wait. Did you watch John Wick? I'm watching it this weekend. Okay, I'm gonna watch wow. it this weekend. That's exciting. I'm excited. I, I got. I, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's. I want to hear about that too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's kind of like <laughs> I almost want to talk more about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So Chris bought it for me and sent wow. it to me, and sent it to my house. Because oh my god, be, be, you're not gonna put it on the shelf next to Coruscant Nights, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna watch this one. So like, um, I, I was actually because here's the thing: as like, I'm sure it's fine. My preconceived notion of it, right, is just like an action movie with a badass handling situations as badasses do and making their way through the world. And that's cool, but generally speaking, it doesn't do much for me. But I'm not a huge action movie fan. Like, hmm. generally. Like, the, 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 the action stuff in Star Wars, it has nothing to do with why I'm attracted to it. And it's the same way with superhero movies. Uh-huh. You know, like... um. Batman uh, in Hong Kong shooting the things to the walls and blowing them up and flying around the building and coming in and fighting off 20 guys and d- does nothing for me. But Batman and Joker sitting across the table having a conversation means the world to me. <laughs> you know? That would be the interesting thing with something like Wick. You have a movie where a lot of it is just action man movie, mm-hmm. but you have a lot of world building. You have a lot of character development. Mm-hmm. And it really plays out in the second one. Mm-hmm. You, you just get more of it, and it continues that way. Well, I'm committed to the first think, two. I'm committed to yeah, the first I think, two. I think you're going to enjoy it. But like, or I hope you do. <laughs> me too. So like, but like, that's what I think about. Like, uh, like, just generally speaking, that's you know, it's the same with Star Wars. Like, you know, tying up AT-ATs is cool, and I enjoy watching mm-hmm. it. But the the heart and soul of that shit is, you know. Luke and Vader talking, you know what I mean? Like that's what does it for me. I'm I'm much quicker to sit down and watch um you know, Match Point than I am to sit down and watch The Expendables. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. So, uh, while The Mandalorian is fun in that sense and I think that that shit should be available, you know, it's just I it I need something more to sink my teeth into and let me so to speak the fuck out of that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel so much more connection to the characters than maybe you do then. Yeah. I mean, obviously, which once again, I'm on the side of envy. If this was seven deadly sins, I'm Brad Pitt and you're Morgan Freeman and I'm going to be envious. (laughs) 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 I'm not telling you what's in the box. Um, (laughs) but that's that's so strange to me because like I really do connect with almost all of them in in different aspects. That's crazy. Now let me let me let me sh- now let me shoot it some bail because I, I I don't like ripping on Star Wars. Like it doesn't do anything for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, it's not yeah. fun. Right. Like, yeah, it's not fun. Like sometimes I like ripping on Transformers because it's fun. Like 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 not G one stuff, but like I like ripping on the Bayverse because it's kind of fun, and I like seeing yeah. all. And I like it's like when you're a kid and there's like all the ants are at the apple, and you step on the pile of ants and you watch them all scurry. That's kind of how I feel when I like <laughs> shit on Bayverse to be. But like um, 
Bobby, check your check your messages real fast. Okay, but I don't get that same feeling with ripping on Star Wars. So let me shoot it some bail and say that um, I I don't know how else to say this. Mm-hmm. Story aside, character aside, all of which I need more from. Okay. I can't explain how much I like seeing the Mandalorian, Cara Dune. Uh, the Ugnot guy, Ugnot McNulty mm-hmm. face, um, <laughs> IG-11, and Carl Weathers standing together. There's something yeah. about the aesthetics of it, of the, of like the, the, the uniqueness and diversity, like in terms of height and like width and like <laughs> armor versus clothes and robot. Mm-hmm. And there's something about the imagery of that cast of characters together that works for me. And I, I don't know chills. how else to say it. My, my, like the hair on my arms are standing up right now. It, it just, they look like a good fucking crew. Right. Yeah. You know? Yep. And that's, and that's what you're getting. You're getting this story. No, with, that's what I'm not getting. You're that's, not getting it. That's my problem. It's like, I'm not getting the story that I want. Oh, and Baby Yoda. I would put Baby Yoda in that crew too. You know, like. Sure. Like, it's yeah. important. Um, But like, I mean, Baby Yoda's the, Baby Yoda is the story, right? <laughs> I mean, that's uh, what he is like, like he's sent on this mission to get this child. He gets the child and then he has to protect the child and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, like that baby Yoda is the story of the Mandalorian. But I mean, really, he's the MacGuffin. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But mm. I I need to know where it goes. I like I, and, and hopefully I'll get it. And fucking they're talking about bringing Ahsoka into it. Like this thing is getting ready mm-hmm. to plug on or pluck on heartstrings of mine that they didn't even know existed. I'm right. Yeah. We had this conversation next year and I'm probably telling you how's the greatest show of all time. And I was a fucking idiot. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Perhaps maybe. Yeah. But, but just how I feel at the moment, I'm like, um, I feel I, think, okay. I, I, I got my appetizer, but I didn't get my meal yet. So I'm not ready to give the, the restaurant a recommend. That's the perfect metaphor. So I think, okay, so I think where where it hit me and struck me the most was in in my my parent heartstrings, okay, where like he was ready to give the kid up, but then went back and got him and then he gave him the gear shift ball to play with. You know, like that part, I was hooked. I mm-hmm. was in. I was like, okay, it's it's like the first time you really connect with your child. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. that moment. And then at that point, from that point on, like, I'm, I'm in this whole thing. I'm like, I'm in, you got me. I'm sucked in. It's forever. Like, I love this. This is great. Like, here's this dude who was a, okay, a band, like orphaned because of war and then gets pulled in and taken care of and trained to be like, a warrior, basically, mm-hmm. and he finds this child, this basically this child who everyone wants and may potentially be killed, and that pulled at him enough that he went and and fought back. You know, like he takes it. Just I don't know. It really got yeah, me. I like that. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm with you. I like that. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I I think I think I need to hear the motherfucker say something. You know, like I think like I what? you wanted to speak. No, no, not not the not the baby, <laughs> the <No>. Mandalorian. <laughs> like I just need, like <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like that, that I would never go on a car trip with that dude. <laughs> He'd have the worst podcast of all time. Like like you know like I I I need the dude. 
like I, I need him to open up a little bit, you know, and, and, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I, I think once that happens, you know, then maybe I'll start to kind of be drawn into him more yeah. as a character. But right now I feel like it's, it's a, it's not all looks and no substance. It's not all style and no substance, but I would say it's more style than substance. But I think the, the, the potential for substance is there. Little things like you're saying, like him, you know, getting, being brought into this order that saves his life from being killed as a child only to kind of be expelled from this order by saving a child in its life. Like I'm with you. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I love it, but I just need him. I just need to know a little bit more about who he is right now. You're not, you're not into the strong silent type. Nah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I got, I got in a wife that has just as many opinions about shit as I do. Trust me. <laughs> um, Mm. With that being said, let's have some closing questions. Gort, do you have any? Uh, you know what? Hmm. We got the news that uh, Tamar Morrison was cast for the show. Boba Fett, you, you know, yep. that's what they're putting out there. Rex, mm. what do you think we're going to get? Mm. Ooh. One? See, one, I had, one or the other? Or see, both? I, had, I, hadn't, I hadn't even thought about the Rex possibility. I hope both. I hope both. Like, I'm crossing my fingers for both. Well, uh, I mean, Ahsoka... Mm. Is going to be in the show. Oh my god, yeah. dude! You're fucking me yep. up right now. Yep. Yep. Now I I ha- I'm not a hundred percent sure on the math here, but he'd be in the ballpark of uh, like like eighty eighty five ish, basically. Damn, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure like what age they start at with the Clone Wars. Um, I think I think twenty because it's ten year stretch and they they age twice as fast. So I'm, I'm just assuming. Like I just like this is why this is exciting. This is why the Mandalorian is exciting because it's opening up a whole nother freaking like live action end of Star Wars. It's like, goddamn! <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Which is Sorry. which is and, and the last thing I want to do is take that assignment away. But but let me say, mm-hmm. if if it if it's standing on, so I'm I'm excited too, and I'm excited about the the prospect now of it being Rex. Which, once mm-hmm. again, if I could go back and tell my 10-year-old self, look, I know Boba Fett's awesome, but in 20, 30 <laughs> years, you're going to be more yeah. excited about a stormtrooper coming back than you are about Boba Fett. I would have <laughs> right, right, you know, right. looked at you like you had 18 heads. <laughs> right, yeah. But um, once again, like I'm, uh, I'm more excited about seeing characters that I feel like they've that I have the information on that I have the meat on the bone on than I am about mm-hmm. the characters that I don't have that on yet. So I'm, I, you know, I'm more excited about seeing Ahsoka and Rex in the Mandalorian than I am about seeing the Mandalorian in the Mandalorian. That's, that's, yeah, but that's the problem. You're not, you're not yeah. anxious to see like the Mandalorian grow, like grow into this, like caregiving. Like he, he's like, he's learned. It's like, he's a new dad. Like then, this is cool. N- no, but I want to be. I, w- I want to be so like I'm not like closed off to it. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm like mm-hmm. give give it mm-hmm. to me. Give me the give me give me the spice I need to to buy in. I want it. You know. But right now you I'm, want that meat and potatoes. Whoa. Um, but yes, yes. <laughs> well, the way you, but the way you're putting it though, we have a lot of that spice. We don't have the meat and potatoes because mm-hmm. largely he's silent. There's not a lot going on for him, and there's even not a ton of interaction with him and the child. Right. In some of those episodes, I agree. So you, know, you, you got to see like a little girl play with the kid uh, in the one of them more than him, you know. I agree. So, so, so let me just clarify. Like, I, I, I'm, I haven't written it off. Do you know what I mean? I'm no, just, I'm no. just saying that where it's at right now, it doesn't have me by the balls yet. I'm hoping just, that just wait with for, like a season two trailer because I think it's, 
I'm hoping that Doc with time, Brown. with He's season two, serious shit. Right. I'm hoping that those <laughs> things do do it for me, you know. And I'm still mm-hmm. in. I got two fucking life size baby Yodas coming. I got a fucking hot toys Mandalorian <laughs> coming. Like I'm in right. the same way I'm always right, in. Right. But if I'm if I'm allowed the chance to uh, with you know like in a safe space with people that love Star Wars, like I love Star Wars, that's where I feel most comfortable, kind of voicing these opinions, you know. Absolutely. Like, um, Bobby. Yes. You're getting the hot toys, the life size. Uh, I'm getting both. Nice. You gotta, wow. you gotta tell Laura you're putting it in the bedroom. Like so one of them. So it's funny. So <laughs> play, play that up. So it's funny. So here's the thing. I I pre-ordered the sideshow one, right? Um, mm-hmm. and the and then like the next day, Hot Toys said they had one coming, and I was like, well, son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> so I I had the uh, the sideshow one coming, but I looked at the Hot Toys one. I think they both look great. But I prefer the facial expression on the sideshow one more than the Hot Toys one. I can agree with that. So yeah. I, I was talking to Laura about it. You know, we're sitting down, we're looking at the pictures, we're comparing them. And she was like, you need both. And I was like, well, why do I need both? And she was like, because you need one downstairs and then you need one upstairs for me to see. And I, was like, and I, and I was like, all right, well, th- that'll do it. That's all I need. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I got both of those coming. I got all the Hot Toys that are – well, actually, I – I didn't get the original Mandalorian one, but I got the Beskar armor one. That's the one I wanted. But um, Ooh. that's the way to do it. But like you know, it's like so I, I love this shit the same way I love all of it. You know, and it, it's 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 um like it's 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 like anything. It's like if I say if I say that something about Star Wars is bad, I'm only or or fine or mediocre or whatever. I'm only comparing it really to how I feel about Star Wars. I mm-hmm. still would rather, much rather sit down and watch The Mandalorian than I would 90% of all other media. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. right. Um, yeah. It's just yeah. that like I'm, I'm not comparing it to This Is Us. I'm comparing it to mm-hmm. Empire. Right. Right. Um, Which is a hard standard to hold anything to, that's, that's, I feel. That's the challenge that Star Wars faces, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, and, and like I said, like, you know, it's not always going to be the filet. Like, and I, I feel personally lucky enough that I got the filet twice, you know, and I know mm. people don't feel that way, but I got the filet with eight. I got the filet with five. Mm-hmm. I got some really good, like, sirloin with four and three and, you know what I mean? And then, yeah, you know, yeah. and then I got, I got, I got some meatloaf that I would prefer <laughs> to, to, you know, like here and there. And I got a couple, a couple hamburgers here and there, but you know, it's. You can get it all down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I feel like I got a little more fillet than you did, but I definitely agree with you. <laughs> yes, yes, and 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 trust me, I, uh, I well, I feel like I got fillet maybe with Clone Wars now. That mm-hmm. I, that ending of Clone Wars, I, I, I oh man, not for nothing. I still watch the last probably ten minutes of that episode or five minutes mm-hmm. of that episode once a day. Wow. Yeah. Like yeah. I can't get enough of it, and I feel like I see something or notice something or think about something different every time I see it. That's why I want Filoni to have this shit, because I think that Filoni, I think I think that Favreau gets the adventure element of mm-hmm. it, and I think Filoni gets the soul in it. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think that that's why they make such a good team. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, to be fair, I kind of feel that way with the sequels. Like I feel like JJ gets the adventure, and I feel like Ryan gets the soul. Hmm. It's just that, unfortunately, we got Adventure, Soul, Adventure, where it would have been better if we had Adventure and Soul, Adventure and Soul, Adventure and Soul. <laughs> right, right, um, yeah. But anyway, Chan, 
Tell them once again where they can find your podcast. Tell them once again where they can find your Instagram. And then we will bid you adieu. Uh, you can find me on Enter the Realm, Realm of Collectors YouTube channel on Monday nights. Uh, we start at 8 o'clock, and it's it's a lot of fun goofing off with those guys. Uh, Thursday nights with the Total Package podcast with the ladies talking trash and reading books we probably shouldn't. Um, and you can uh, you can find me on Facebook as Chandra Cooper. You can find me on Instagram and Xbox Live at uh, uh, Pocket Wookie and working on the shelf gravy stuff with JD. I love um, that, by the way. Uh, there's big potential with that. With- oh, it's it's actually really exciting to be working with someone else who is creative and just bouncing ideas back and forth constantly and just coming up with different ways of doing things, uh, new things to do. Just it's it's so much fun. And I that, love it. Uh, that turtle couch is absolutely <laughs> stunning. stunning. That was that was definitely a, a a collaboration. He he carved the foam and I. I glued on the material and it just, it was a lot of fun working, working together like that is a lot of fun coming up with these things. Yeah. That's, uh, that's next level. That's next level. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I don't know if he told you, but I've commissioned him for two customs. Um, Oh, cool. You know, plus I, I, you know, like I I want him to do them, but you know, Mm -hmm. I, I also know that it's probably hard for a tattoo artist right now with uh, the current circumstances and, the amount of support that your family has shown me is the very least I could do. Well, thank you very much. No. And I know that like his talent alone speaks for itself when it comes to those kind of things. 100%. He's Yeah. 100%. I can I cannot say enough good things about him artistically. He's and amazing. It, and his growth. Like mm-hmm. like I, mm-hmm. I I look at like uh you know he gifted me that Asage um Oh man. custom and then but wait yeah, which is great. But now I'm looking at what he's doing now, and I'm like, oh, well, I want the 2020 version of this dude. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's it's definitely, like, he even feels more confident in what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's 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 fun as a creative person just to make those kind of adjustments where you right. feel confident enough to just kind of, like, put something together and sell it and put a price tag on it. And and feel good about your friends having it in their collection, you know, like that's absolutely, and that's where he's getting to, and hopefully I'll get there too. I'm I'm nervous about doing so many things. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It comes, you know what I mean. Confidence, yeah, yeah. All and shit. he's a great teacher for sure. He is for sure. Uh, Gort, you got anything? Uh, shout out to Grim on the Total Package podcast. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. That's true. Dude, I'm waiting for that circumcision talk. And with that, <laughs> <laughs> all right. 